Hello, TPN. How are you out in the great land of aviation? It is I, Adam. Today's guest is somebody who has joined me before, but it was a long time ago. We kind of get into that. Charlie Venema from Checked and Set. You can go to checkedandset.net, check him out and his staff. If you don't know what they do, they do a lot of good stuff with the application review. That is their bread and butter. I highly suggest Charlie and his team if you are in the airline hiring process. Checked and Set doesn't sponsor us, really. Uh, they did throw down some money at the bar at the last TPNX, and I'm pretty sure Charlie said he would do that again in the interview. You'll have to forgive Charlie. He had a bit of an internet issue here and there, so there was a couple tiny little hiccups in the audio. But I think the message gets across loud and clear. We talk a lot about letters of recommendation, references, and overall application review and how to make sure that your stuff is tight before you hit that final submit button. But is it really final? I guess you'll have to listen to the podcast to find out. Again, I want to thank Charlie for joining us. Thank you for taking a listen. Hope you enjoy it. Charlie, it is so good to have you back on the podcast. It has been quite a long time since we've had a chance to chat. chat. How, how are you? Doing well, man. Yeah, the last time we talked was pre-COVID. I know, right? We're kind of at the peak. Not Actually, not pre-COVID, but it, things were full-blown COVID. Yeah, it was like. I remember I was sitting in my basement and I, we were just, we were chatting about like, uh, what's this world going to look like in six months, a year, 18 months or whatever. And we're kind of at that 18 month point from, from that discussion. And if you would have asked me, I would not have projected this was going to be the, the, the world that we are currently living in aviation standard wise. I didn't think that, uh, every airline and their brother was going to be hiring like gangbusters this soon. I wouldn't have predicted it either, but they are. That's the crazy thing is they are. And gangbusters is an understatement. Yeah. I would say understatement of maybe the, uh, the year 2021. So that's uh, Matt and I have been doing a kind of a focus over the last uh, couple of podcasts and the next couple of podcasts that we're going to do on this un. Well, not necessarily unprojected, but uh, a hiring wave that we knew was going to come, but I don't think anybody knew it was going to come on this fast. And it has put some people in a rough spot because they weren't ready to go or it's time to get all your stuff ready and uh, hit the submit button on your dream job at your dream airline and yada, 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 and all that stuff. And you have seen some things that have come out of the woodwork and maybe it's from people trying to rush through the process a little bit, or who knows what it is. Uh, and that you kind of wanted to give out uh, to some folks to kind of help clear up some misinformation or just get them on the right track. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the things, you know, we specialize in app reviews for United and Delta American Southwest FedEx and UPS. And that's our, our bread and butter. And one of the things in most of our clients, one of the apps that they're going to review is either United or Delta, um, which they use the airline apps platform. And there's an area that I find myself with every client when we do the review and everybody on my team, we spend a lot of time. I'm like, you know what? Look, look out there, get some people thinking about things a little bit differently. Maybe shed some light on things that they weren't understanding or didn't fully 
um, comprehend in, in, a, in a portion of the app. And when, when we're talking uh, pre-show, it sounds like this is actually a really nice segue because you guys were just talking about letters of recommendation, right? Yeah, that's that's true. I, I um, My guess is either the, the podcast that Matt and I just said about letters of recommendation, they're going to air right before this one or right after. I'm not really sure what sequence it's going to be but it's going to be so close that it, it is a pretty good segue, either a pre-segue or a post-segue, but it's a segue of some kind. And it's an important piece of the application. Sure. And, and that's, but it's an important piece, but it depends on the company because every company does it differently. Mm-hmm. So Southwest recommendations come into play when you get to the interview. At American, there's a section for it on the app. UPS, you kind of got to know somebody on the inside. FedEx has their professional um, uh, well, what do they call it? They call it a PE, the personal endorsement, right? Um, and that's all handled internally at FedEx. But United and Delta use airline apps to get professional recommendations into their systems. And that's what I'm seeing a lot of guys struggle with. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to, to, to visit with you and, and to visit with TPN and hopefully put some good intel and, and put some good nuggets out there for guys to chew on um, as they're looking at their apps, whether they've already been reviewed, whether they're getting their apps ready to get reviewed, or, or if they're just starting putting an app together, is to start thinking about how you're building your uh, the value of your application. And the, the professional recommendations is a significant component of that. Yeah. So, I mean, Matt and I were talking about kind of the the basics of how to ask and all that kind of stuff. And, and we get into detail on the, uh, the, the, how more of the, um, I don't know, how do you, how do you put this? The desired approach to chatting up somebody for an application without, um, without coming across kind of a, as, as we were saying, douchey. So what well, I, Charlie, <laughs> <laughs> I think what you're going to launch more into is, is you're breaking down the, the, uh, the logistics and the more, the stuff you've seen from the flip side of not only working in, in hiring processes, processes before, and then also working uh, with all the check and set people that you've worked with before and just seeing this time and time again. So I will let you uh, run through kind of the differences of, and this is where I think some folks have a problem uh, is the references versus recommendations. And then to parse out the recommendations piece a little bit. I, I remember when I was doing my applications on airline apps and with United and Delta, uh, one of the things about those two companies that I thought was interesting is you had a professional recommendation or rec- excuse me, a recommendation on airline apps. But at the time, my understanding was that didn't necessarily mean that you were internally endorsed. It was more that those uh, recommendations wouldn't be seen until the interview process. Again, I didn't really know the inside or the uh, any part of that. And I, I still, I my memory. Uh, we were talking about this too in the in, uh, in the podcast about letters of rec. Your memory flags a little bit when it comes to trying to remember all that stuff because it's a very busy time in your career. Uh, so you can imagine when people are trying to remember. Hey, did, I, I know I flew with you and, and I know that you're a good dude, but I don't really remember the ins and outs of how we established a relationship. So we we're kind of talking a little bit about that here. I don't remember all that stuff about recommendations and, and how it worked out. I think right now there's some folks who are having that issue. So can you kind of take uh, a minute or two or, or longer? Cause I think this is actually kind of an in-depth piece 
is that references versus recommendations and then that parsing out of recommendations versus like internal, external, professional, all that good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Let me, let me get you, give you some good skinny and, and of course everybody on the network as well. So what I wanted to do is, is kind of focus on, on our podcast today, just about airline apps. So, you know, if you're thinking about United or Delta, then this is a discussion that's on point for your app to either of those companies. Now there's other companies that also use airline apps. Frontier's doing a ton of hiring. Um, and the same logic applies to Frontier and the regionals are also hiring if you happen to be in that bucket. And the, the logic and the thought process, the good news is, is everything with airline apps works essentially the same for all the companies, but there's some uniquenesses. So let's, let's kind of go macro and then dive into some of the, uh, the micro stuff. The, the, w- there's two areas and what throws guys off the loop is they both start with a letter R. References and recommendations, right? So references, and if you're in airline apps right now, or you want to go get into airline apps right now, and I know that you're not, but if if anybody on the podcast is, references are found in the blue menu in airline apps on the left-hand side. There's actually a section called My References. And when you click on My References, it says General References at the top. What the takeaway here is this, references you must have a minimum of three, all right? So if you're filling this section out and you don't enter any references, you're going to get what's called, it's going to look incomplete and your app's not going to get viewed or scored at United or Delta. So you got to have the section complete. So it's a must have, right? And when you get into the references, you have to have a minimum of three. Delta wants one that you've known at least 10 years. United doesn't specify, but I just set the bar at one you've known at least 10 years. A reference can be anyone can be a personal reference, it can be a professional reference. It's just somebody that would say there's no point. So you could have three in the system or you could have 300 in the system in the general references section and it wouldn't matter in terms of a point scoring algorithm. So the where the references come into play is on a background check. So the airline, they, they interview you, they offer you the CGO, you're like, amazing, I'm on my way. Your package, which includes your app, gets sent off to a review, uh, either a third party or internal background check. And then that's where the references come into play. There's a couple of kind of catches with the references that, that I think are, are worthy of putting out there. And we look at these, we can see these when we do an app review. You know, one of them is when you're entering the data, in airline apps, it says reference for, and it's got a drop-down option. And you can select all companies, or you can go specific and select Delta or United for the sake of our discussion today. If you select all companies, that reference is viewable to both United and to Delta. If you want to go, and some guys do, I don't have any data uh, points one way or the other that says that it matters or it doesn't matter, but some guys are like, hey, I'm gonna put all my Delta bros I'm going to use them on my Delta document and I'm going to load up my United app with my United bros. Right. And so they'll specify, Hey, I want Adam to be seen only by Delta. Right. I want Charlie to only be seen by United or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't think that matters one way or the other in the scoring, but you have that option to do that. (laughs) Make sure the data is complete. Right. It asks for a name. It asks for the employer. It asks for the position. It asks for a contact number. 
And then when you're entering the dates, it'll have a from date and a to date. And I always recommend that guys check the box. It's there. It says to present because you don't want to put a reference in. It says, oh yeah, I haven't talked to this dude in 10 years. That doesn't make any sense, right? These should be generally speaking people that you're still in your, I'll call it your fold in your stable, right? That, that you're, well, let's, we're talking TPN. They're in your network, right? When you're listing the employer, be conscious of spelling, right? Delta Airlines versus Delta Airlines. I mean, the little stuff, all that yeah. stuff still matters. And, and that's, it's a viewable thing, right? So we want to make sure that we're hitting on all cylinders and it, it's not calling somebody by the wrong. Uh, and then the analogy I always use is, you know, I don't, I don't know why. My wife gets mad when I call out somebody else's name in the middle of the night, but (laughs) Delta gets a little particular. So dial that part in. So that's kind of the reference piece, right? So, you know, just to recap my references, minimum of three, when you know in at least 10 years, they can be personal, they can be professional. It doesn't get scored and it's used on a background check Mm -hmm. where a lot of people kind of misunderstand that reference is they think that if they've put them in the app as a reference, those people are going to be contacted automatically and asked to be to write a recommendation. And that's the that that does not happen. There's no automation in the references section. It's yep. just data, right? So let's parlay that discussion. And let's say, okay, you got your bros loaded in in the references section, right? <clears throat> How can they help you? Because if they're not scoring any points in the references section, well, Charlie, I heard that if I have friends at United or if I have friends at Delta, they can help me, right? Which is absolutely true. Where they can help you is in the recommendations piece. So we got to have a tangential discussion. So first we got to figure out where do you find a place to do this, right? So when you go to my addendums in airline apps, and if you see United and Delta and you click on uh, the edit button for the addendum at the top of both of those, there's a section called professional recommendation. And there's a little blurb that describes what it is. And then there's a hyperlink there. It says send a request. So the sender request, you as the applicant have to initiate that person writing you a letter of recommendation or professional recommendation. So I would get in there and I would put your email in there, Adam, right? And then you'd get it, you'd get email com immediately. And the email comes from desk 19 at airlineapps.com. And it says, Hey, Charlie's asked you to write him a professional recommendation for United or for Delta. And this is where it gets a little, a little tricky. That request is airline specific. Mm -hmm. So if I want you to write me a letter for Delta, I have to send the request from the Delta addendum. If I want you to write me a letter for United, I have to send you the request from the United addendum. You would get two emails that would look almost exactly the same, except one's one's got Delta's logo on it, one's got United's logo on it. Mm -hmm. You, as the author, can write me a letter for both companies, but you have to do two separate email links to complete that mission, right? Once you write that letter, and it's super easy, and I tell guys when I work with them, Click on send a request, put your own personal email in there, send a request to yourself. But I I always preface that don't write yourself a letter of recommendation, Mm -hmm. right? That's kind of a faux pas, but open the link so that you can see what you're asking your friends to do. The form is silly, easy, dude. 
It is really simple. Mm -hmm. And then once you finish that and you hit submit on your end as the author, it shows up on my end because I'll see it when I go to my addendum and it says you currently have one recommendation on file and I can read it. It says review recommendation and I can see all the glorious things that you said about me. Mm -hmm. So it's a pretty simple process in terms of getting calm to the author and getting it into the system. Mm -hmm. This is the only way United and Delta can see the recommendation that you want to make for me, right? You can't attach a PDF or there's no other, no other internal mechanisms. There's no behind the scenes thing at United or Delta that a pilot goes and does. They're used to be at Delta, right? So pre-COVID, you got at, at Delta, Delta had a system out there where a Delta pilot could email Delta pilot recruiting. Hey, take a look at Charlie. He's a good dude. And Delta would go pull up my stuff. But they got away with that with COVID. And they're going solely to this professional recommendation thing. Okay. So the other thing that I kind of wanted to hit on this and I got is a professional recommendation. So the, the natural question becomes, well, who should I ask to write these letters, right? And, and you guys have kind of already touched on that in terms of reaching out and engaging with people that maybe you haven't talked to in a while and rekindling that relationship because you know they're at your airline that you want to go to. Um, and, and, of course, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, door pop anybody with them just getting an email. I'd reach out in advance, right? For sure. You know, hey, I'm going to, do you mind, can I, can I ask you to write a professional recommendation for me? Yeah. Yeah, but man, the recommend Charlie said Matt and I go yeah. into that in, in in pretty robust detail in our podcast about it whether it's going to so if you if you if you're having an issue with that go go back or go forward and listen to that one and it'll it'll clear up that how the how piece of of what yeah. you're talking about because there's some um, what do I how do I want to there, there's some niceties to that, right? There's a yeah. politeness factor. And, and there's some faux pas that you can make. And then you now you're, you're asking the wrong person for the recommendation and not to say they're going to do anything negative or that the, or they're not going to write you a letter of rec, but they may not. And a lot of times the way you'll see a letter of recommendation not being written for you is they'll run quote out of time unquote that, you know, Oh, I just, you know, I didn't have the time to get in there. And that normally means, that one, you know, it's it, for through no fault of their own, they're busy. But number two, it might be that they don't want to recommend you. So, uh, and it could be they just don't know you that well. You know, like the hey, I you know, yeah. just because I met you for two days on a TDY somewhere, and we crossed paths and had a beer together, doesn't necessarily mean that I know you well enough to write a letter of recommendation, especially when they're you're at the company for a very short period of time. Uh, people tend to be a little bit more on eggshells on their probation year and they don't necessarily want to be hey well, listen and the way i look at a recommendation the, a recommendation is an extension of me right for sure so if i'm going to author one I, I need to know who this person is i need to be all in and in their camp and and carrying their flag on point and i i write very few mm-hmm. and and the ones that i do and people say well, what should go in the letter of recommendation I'm like, dude, if you have to ask somebody to think about it, that's the wrong person to write you a recommendation mm-hmm. letter. Yeah. We, yeah. When I get people that come to me that have worked with me in the past and they're applying for a position in our company and they want to advance and they'll ask me, would you write a letter of recommendation? When I do say yes, it, it, it takes me 
minutes to write, not hours, mm -hmm. because I know this person well and I want to represent them. Yeah. So it's the content. If it's a no kidding, solid wreck, it's an easy write. Yep. Right. I could not agree more. That's why Charlie would never write me a letter of recommendation because <laughs> it just would never, it would never go anywhere. <laughs> we just have to drink more beer together. That's all. Oh yeah. Man. That, 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 not a problem. Done. All right. TPNX. We'll be there. Yes. Next one. Hopefully 2022. <laughs> we'll be there. So let, let's kind of talk about who can author a, a professional recommendation, yeah, right? So so a professional recommendation can come from anyone. And, and this throws guys for a loop. They don't have to have flown with you. Now, in a hierarchy of things, would an airline prefer to have a recommendation from someone that's flown with you? Absolutely. But let's say you're in an organization that, you know, most of our clients are military guys, but even in the civilian environment, if it's somebody that you've worked with outside of the, outside of the flight deck um, and can be a, let's just say for lack of a better phrase, a character reference, right? that can be a professional recommendation. It fits. Someone is attesting to you as a human being and, and a good person and a good, you know, somebody you want on their team. So it doesn't have to be from a pilot. It doesn't have to be from somebody that you've flown with years ago. And I'm talking about when I started the company over seven years ago, there used to be a box in the recommendation form that says, have you flown with this person? Yes, no. That box doesn't exist anymore. That's been gone for probably at least five years. So it takes the handcuffs off. So the rudder can come from anyone. One of the other things I tell people is, yes, your general references can also write a recommendation. So remember, you got your references that we just talked about. <clears throat> can those people also write you a recommendation letter? Heck yes. It'd be silly not to have them write you a recommendation letter. So you can double dip. So some people think they're like, oh man, well, I already used that person as a reference. I can't use them as a recommendation. And then they're handcuffed and suddenly their their availability of people that would to do good things for them shrinks and not true. Double dip, right? All day long. And then I also tell guys that, but what matters is internal is better than external. Mm -hmm. So, and if you think about it from any organization, if you've got an employee of your organization whether it's a, a, you know, an air refueling squadron or whether it's a, you know, an airline if, in any capacity, if somebody from your organization says, I think this guy's good fit for our organization, that adds weight, right? So I tell guys internal is better than external. Now that link does collect that data. It says, are you an employee of United Airlines? Yes, no. Are you an employee of Delta Airlines? Yes, no. So it, it does have some, um, ones and zeros in the data mining process. Internal is better than external. So you, if you've got bros at Delta, hit them up for Delta. If you got bros at United, hit them up for United. Yep, for sure. What if you don't, what if you don't know anybody at Delta or United? It's okay. External recommendations still count, right? So, hey, I would really love to be a Delta pilot, but I just don't know anybody at Delta. Don't let that discourage you. If you're a good person and you've done good things and you got people that are willing to step up to the plate and acknowledge that with a professional recommendation, hit them up. So in a hierarchy, internal is better than external, but I tell guys external still counts, right? Just not as much. How many? Oh, good grief. That's the key, right? Yeah, my goodness. <laughs> so we subscribe to the theory that more is better than less to a point. Right. So is one a better than a zero? Absolutely. Is two better than a one? You bet. Is three better than a two? Sure. At some point, 
it, it, there's probably a point of zero return on investment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I was in the office at, at, at my company, I never said what my number was. I had a number, but we never advertised it. Delta has never advertised what their number is. United hasn't talked about their number in a while. Um, more is better than less in that area. But it's we're not trying to see how many jelly beans we can put in our Easter egg basket. <laughs> Right. We're, we're going for quantity or, or quality rather. Yeah, yeah. So you, you want to have quality wrecks. But what we tell our clients, hey, Ford's a pretty good place to be. Yeah, right? sure. But, uh, it's com- yeah. One, like when I heard I heard the other day, somebody uh, who I was close to said they were because of a bunch of new hires and, and whatever that they had something like, I don't know. 16 or 20 letters of recommendation from wow. internally from a company. I said, uh, that's great, but it doesn't matter. And they, and uh, I said, because if you have six and they're all high quality, they're not, they don't have the time to go and look at the other. I mean, okay. Do you think they're going to count all 16? I said, it's diminishing returns. Plus several of them are new hires who not to say that they don't have any as much weight. They all, you know, they all carry the same uh, punch, but that's not the people should be asking for letters of rec. These are, I'm not saying that they don't count. And if that's all you have, that's, that's fine. But go to the, Hey, if if you know a captain who's been there for a long time, you never know that who's reading that application on the other end and if they see, you know, Joe Schmo's name as opposed to Joe Schmee, and they know Joe Schmee from working with them or whatever, that now the scoring of the app is the same by the algorithm, but the internal uh, subjective measure of somebody knowing this person who wrote that recommendation, that's 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 weight right there. And you don't know who the interviewer is, and they're going to know I'm right. this person. So that's. That's what I was trying to say to th- this individual and, and others out there that that like you just mentioned, diminishing uh, return on investment is just you you need to be a little bit more strategic uh, uh, and 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 pinpoint who you would like to write those letters, and then once they're done, move on. There's more. There's bigger fish to throw in the frying pan for getting the job than trying to see if you can where your uh where your badges of honor all over your chest saying i got 27 letters of recommendation and and the other part is is if you get all 27 and you have a form letter that you've sent out to all those people well guess oh what? boy if they oh start boy. if they start reading that yeah we talked about this in the pot the other podcast you, you do that you look like a uh you, you you look like a liar you look like somebody who's trying to pull a fast one and i can't think of anything that will not get you hired faster at an airline than lying or looking like you're trying to get away with something. It's just that airlines right. just don't look kindly at that. And you can talk way more to that having been in the position. I'm just seeing it from, you know, the third party dude who goes and turns the wheels and uh, helps make the airline some money. And that's it. Like I'm not right. Well, then on the inside. And you know, the, the thing for me is you be you and don't, you don't have to be 27 professional recommendations to get interviewed, not even close. Yeah, right. Exactly. But, but what I'm talking about today are things that you really, they're, they're minimum expectations, right? This is low hanging fruit, man. These are easy points to go and score in an algorithm, 
but you got to understand how the mechanics work. And that's, that's where, and, and I got, I got two things left to hit on this. And then um, with regard to recommendations, the other thing is if your app does not need to be published to send or receive a professional recommendation in airline apps. So a lot of guys are like, well, I'm going to wait until my app is dialed in and then I'm going to go and ask for these professional recommendations. And what you've done is you've lost a little bit of time with that Mm -hmm. because when you send a request and I promise you, it's going to happen every time you've got great bros, but they're even better procrastinators. Right. And it's going to take them a while because you're like, life gets in the way, man. Um, and it, it, and maybe they're procrastinating because they don't want to write the letter or maybe they're procrastinating because they're just really bloody busy, but it takes time to get the turnaround. So I tell guys, listen, your app doesn't need to be published. Go hit that send a request and start banging those emails out. And then the last part of it is there's no issue date in airline apps. If you were to go look at one, there's no issue date. There's no expiration date. A professional recommendation is good forever. So get, I tell guys that we work with all the time, get on it. Right. Start sending the request today. Go get that low hanging fruit. Go get those easy points. But realize there's a huge difference between a reference and a recommendation. Reference data only recommendation points. Right. And in an algorithm based world and everybody uses one to some form or fashion, some airlines more more heavily than others. But it there are ones and zeros that run in the background that spit out data on the other end. And we're trying to help guys understand how to manage their data. So the other the other part of this, I think that that I want to it really doesn't have to do with references and recommendations, but it's it's the the one other thing that I wanted to to get out with you today is there's there seems to be some confusion about what happens you know pre-publish or publishing the app in airline apps, and I just kind of wanted to hit that for a minute. So when you go into airline apps and when you go to the addendum section and your app's dialed in. And we recommend that you get it reviewed. Um, you know, if it's with checked and set, that's fantastic. And if it's not, I'm, I'm still okay with that, right? My, my mission is for people to get to their dream job. And if they happen to run through us, I think that's amazing. But if they don't, I don't I'm not raining on their joy. It's a good thing. But when you publish, when you go into that page, there's a publish application button. What that does is a couple of things. Where, where and you're in your app where it says application status, if you haven't published, where it says not published in red, changes to black and it says published and it puts a date there. It date stamps it when you publish your app, right? Okay. Totally makes sense. Once you hit publish, the ability to publish again goes away. That button goes away. You've already published. It's out there. It's in the Ethernet. It's for United and Delta to see. But a new button appears. And the new button appears under application date when you're on that addendum page. And the new button says update all. That update all button, if you're applying to United and Delta, that button is your BFF. All right. Because what that button does when you click it after you publish, when you click on update all, it resets the application status date. And the reason that that's important is the application status date is a sortable field by United and Delta. They can go in and sort the database and say, how many dudes have applied or have updated their app in the last 30, 60, 90, 120, 180 days? The airline can set the variable. Mm. And so this isn't a, I'm going to put it in one time and be done game. You got to you got to stay in it 
And I think a lot of times people are like, well, yeah, I applied to United and Delta. And then they'll reach out, man, I haven't heard anything. I'm like, well, okay, what's your application status date? Well, it was in February of this year. Well, of course you haven't heard anything. United and Delta don't think you're interested anymore. Yeah, because right? and 3,000 other people have updated their applications in the last two weeks. Well, haven't done anything. Right. And, and, and dudes have gotten hired in other places. So yeah, maybe they're not interested in United or Delta yeah, anymore happens because they got a job at FedEx or UPS or, or wherever. Yeah. So the application status date becomes important. So you want it fresh, right? For sure. But one of the things that I hear a lot too, and, and, and I'm going to kind of throw the flag on the play is that, Oh, Charlie, I heard that if I update my app every day, it's going to look better for United and Delta. Yeah, no way, dude. No way. So and on, on the back end of the system, the airline doesn't know how many times you hit update all. It just knows the last day you hit update all. And if you think about it, if your app scored more points by hitting the update all button, there's some smart dude out there who probably would be sponsoring TPN because he'd make it a bazillion dollars that wrote a little app that would log into your airline apps account and update and hit that update all button automatically every 15 seconds. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it, yep. just, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. Yep. So what we tell guys update no less than once a month. Right. So when you just get yourself in a routine and I used to brief when I would do uh, uh, stand up events and when we still had career fairs, I would say, Hey, you know, once a month, you got to sit down with your checkbook and write a check to your, to pay your mortgage. Well, you want United or Delta to pay your mortgage, do it the same day, right? Sit in, update, update your flight hours. You got to update your addendum because your addendum is going to ask how much time have you flown in the past 12 months? That's going to change maybe a little bit up or down from the last time you updated. Mm -hmm. And you got to come hit update all on the, on the, uh, my addendums page. So a lot of times I think people self-eliminate, right? Yeah. And they don't know. And and we don't, that's just, we don't want that. We want success for everybody. That's why I wanted to sit down with you today. Yeah. And those are some sage words, folks, for those of you who are in the process. And for those of you who've been through the process, it's maybe a little bit of a look under the hood of how things worked, maybe slightly differently because some of the, the algorithms and whatnot have changed over the years, but it's also something that you can take away and tell your mentees for you mentors out there, how to start. Uh, getting their stuff in line and i what i what i tell folks uh and and this is i i hope this came through as charlie was speaking is when you are getting ready to make the decision on what you want to do with your life whether that's a, a second lieutenant in the air force an ensign in the navy and uh the however it works in your military career or you're a brand new student at riddle or purdue or North Dakota and you're, you're getting ready to go fly airplanes for a living. And that's what you want to do. You can go in and start this process as soon as you want. And the reason I say that is for those of you who've been through this before recollecting jobs that you've had way back when does not get easier with time. It only gets more difficult. <laughs> Very so true. if you can do this as you go along and Charlie really nailed the, 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 the button there, the, and it, it's, it's not even a metaphor. It's the actual button, the publish button. You don't have to hit it. You can sit there and load this data over time. And now you might get screwed and they might change their provider for who does their applications, but you can print it out. You can keep it with you. When you update something, you can have this physical record for your entire career. 
And when you're ready to publish, that's when the application status date is going to start and you can go forth and conquer the universe of aviation from there. So what we're, what both of us, I think are, are trying to say here is, and, and, and I think this goes for everything in aviation is you always want to put yourself in the best position possible, whether it's flying the airplane or, or organizing your career. And Charlie gave you some super good advice on how to start doing that on the on both the macro and the micro level i'm taking a look at it from the dumbest person in the room which is normally me and saying well if i would have started all this earlier when i did finish my airline application uh i would not have been under nearly as much stress going did i insert things correctly because i don't remember what happened 12 years ago or 10 years right ago, whatever the right. number that you want to use is so what i'm trying to say is you can mitigate all that and then when you go in to get ready for your actual interview the stress of the application is no longer a stress. It's a strength because you feel confident in all the data you have in there and the information. And if you've had it checked by a company like Check and Set, uh, then you're going to have that extra step of confidence built in. And now, Charlie, if they want to find you, I'm sure you guys are uh, super busy right now. But if they want to locate you, try to pin you down, see if they can get a, a slot in with Check and Set. Or, or just have some questions uh, that they may have popped up as, as this podcast went along. What, um, uh, how can they reach you? Checkedandset.net. And um, there's a contact us button on the webpage. If you've got questions, every one of those things goes directly to me. Um, and so we're, and, and I love that you use the word confidence. And I, that people ask me all the time, and they're like, hey, Charlie, what do you do with Checked and Set? I'm like, we sell confidence. Yep. Right? I can't give you more PIC time. I can't give you a different degree or a different GPA in college or a different career path, but we can help you put your best foot forward. And the best compliment that any one of our clients can get in an interview is your paperwork looks great. Let's talk about you. And that's our objective, right? So we're, we're here to help. We love doing what we're doing. We're having a lot of success right now. We're super busy, which is a good problem to have, right? Yeah. Compared to where we were 18 months ago. And, you know, we weren't, we weren't doing anything, right? Oh. <laughs> and, and things are back and, and we're running, we're blowing and going. If it's hard with all of our appointments are self-booked, you can do it autonomously. It's open 24, seven, 365. You just go on the website. But when we, I'll leave you with this. If you're going to engage with us with an app review, it's important that as the applicant that you have spent time on your document. And I always recommend guys print it on paper because it looks different on paper than it does when you're jamming stuff in boxes in the data fields. Mm -hmm. How the airline looks at it at United and Delta is the same way that you're going to print it out on paper. Yep. And man, errors just leap off the page. When you look at that, you'd be like, I can't believe I spelled my name wrong. <laughs> but dude, I've had that. Yeah, right? I know. I I could, I, I know. Hey, and that, and that, that client's at FedEx now. Good on him, right? Yeah. But, <laughs> but it's, you, you, you'll see those things. But, and, and the other, I, I kind of give an analogy. If you give us an F to start with, or in terms of, you know, completeness and, and all the instructions are on the app right? We don't have any secret squirrel things. We're, we're just making sure that you're understanding and interpreting the instructions correctly. But if we have an F paper to begin with, I can probably get you to a D or maybe a C. But in an hour, 
man, that's all I can do. But if I've, if I've got a C paper, I can get you to a B. If I got a B paper, I can get you to an A. I, I can't ever make you something that you're not. But most of our clients, I would bet, and I don't know how it was when you filled out your app a long time ago, but I bet guys have 20 to 30 hours of research, digging through performance reports, pulling their hair out on flight times, right? Yeah. And, and trying to jam all of their entire life into this document. And, um, but we're here to help on the back end to make sure it's tight. Yeah. And I want to, I want to double down on that thing that Charlie said in the very beginning of that, that uh, sequence of words there, confidence, they sell confidence. And that's every airline preparatory uh company that works with tpn or that is out there that doesn't work with tpn that you know of that you might have heard of not one of them has the golden ticket to get you an airline because they could charge you a lot more money and say here i can guarantee it and if it doesn't work then uh, i'll give you all your money back plus 20 percent because they would make so much money based on the fact that they were able to get you to that airline because they have that golden ticket not one of them has that but what they do have is if you need it, and most of us did or do need that extra boost to make sure that when we walk through the door of the airline that we want to work for, that we feel like we have the job already. It's just ours to go out and take. And what I mean by that is when the airliner airline interviewer looks at you, they see the person uh, that's already at the airline. All they need to do is get them a uniform and a training date. And the best way to do that is to build that confidence up. And, and Charlie at Checked and Set, and that's checkedandset.net for those of you who need to go out there and start working on your apps, is doing exactly that for you. Thank you very much, Charlie, for spending a little bit of time with TPN. And with me, it's always fun to chat and uh, catch up a little bit. So, again, we appreciate you Agreed. being part of the, net, the network. Agreed. I'm looking forward to TPNX and uh, seeing you guys in person and catching up and doing some FaceTime and um, I, that, that was a fabulous event for me, uh, the one year, the first year, and I look forward to coming back and making that happen again. And, you know, it, we're, we're in this thing together, right. And that's what the network is about yeah. is you can't, you can't get there by yourself. And, and I, I tell guys, you, whoever you are, regardless of what your background is, you are not the first guy walking through the tall grass on point with a machete. Someone else has been there before you, you know, engage, engage. That's spot on charlie spot on like usual uh so <laughs> for for those of you uh who do need to reach out to tpn and you know who you are you can always contact matt or i at hey guys at pilotnetwork.com you can find us on the socials uh or you can head over to our community uh website the premium community that's community.thepilotnetwork.com uh, or go to thepilotnetwork.com and hit the sign up now button and come join us over there for a more curated and Less, uh, less noise-filled discussion uh, where we also have a lot of premium content. And if uh, if you're not interested in that and you just want to support the network, that's a great way to do it and keep this uh, keep the airship afloat. So again, I want to thank our guest, Charlie Venema. I want to tell you to go over to checkconsent.net and check it out. And of course, as always, I want you to fly safe, everybody. Keep that shiny side up. Keep that greasy side down. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>